Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Full Power today. Brandon McMinn is going to be talking to us about understanding the biblical mindset from a Christian man's standpoint. You're not going to want to miss it. There's a lot of truth here. So dig in, stick around with us. We'll be right back. All right, all right. Mr. Brandon, how's it going, buddy? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Haven't haven't seen you in a little bit. It We've been, been ping-ponging all over the place. That's right. Life has been crazy. It's good to have you back. Good to be here, man. Good to be here. Well, cool. Uh, you mind if I pray us in, and then we'll get right into the meat and potatoes? Go for it, man. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time with Brandon, and thank you for all the men that are uh, checking out this video and this podcast, and we just ask that... Uh, What's shared here uh, be a blessing to everyone. Uh, we know that your word does not return void. So we just uh, pray you, that you be exalted, um, that you be magnified, and that you be um, just increasingly uh, grown in our lives so that we can abide deeper with you and uh, know more about you and love you deeper. We just trust you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right, man. So um, biblical mindset, that's kind of a big deal. So where do we start? Yeah. So I guess we start with, uh, this has just been something that's been on my heart and on my mind for the past few weeks. And it's something I finally kind of got, took pen to paper and just kind of tried to work out. And I think it has a lot of truth in it, um, coming from a biblical worldview mindset and how we understand the modern times that we live in and how we think correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of where, where we're going with it. Um, so yeah, basically, um, just starting off with a, a postmodern um, world that we live in. And mm -hmm. basically what that means is that we live in a world that is, they understand truth is subjective. So what's right for you might not be right for me. We can determine these things for ourselves. And we've got into this mess to where we, we view it that way. And that's not actually the way the world was ever meant and ever designed to be. Um, seen and understood. Um, a lot of people kind of relate it to the fact that, you know, well, if someone's sitting at a stop sign and uh, they run the stop sign and a policeman sees them, they pull the policeman pulls them over and says, I got to give you a ticket. You ran that stop sign. They say, well, no, that doesn't apply to me. No, you're getting a ticket. That's just the way it is. Um, so understanding that there are certain things that are true, no matter relative to what your opinion is on them, basically. Yep, that makes sense. Um, and basically, we tie that back into Scripture by first understanding how we determine things. Um, the mind is kind of a it's kind of a playground for ideas. And because we're created in the image of God, we have a mind that can understand things. And we, we weigh pros and cons, you know, whether or not you're going to take a job or whether or not you're going to stay where you're at, um, whether you're going to marry someone or whether you're not. However it might work out, we weigh pros and cons. And then we determine what we believe to be is right. Well, that's where this postmodern mindset goes off the rails. Um, we start determining everything for ourselves, regardless of truth. So, Understanding this, we have to go all the way back to the book of Genesis, right? So in the book of Genesis, we have the story of Adam and Eve where they're created in God's image, and then they eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? It always bothered me because I didn't understand why was that bad? Why was it bad to eat of a tree that told you what was right and wrong, right? And I finally understood the, the answer to that. It's because this determining what was right and wrong was never our job. It was God's job. So when they ate of that tree, they decided to take up the mantle of decision, final decision maker for their life. 
So in and of that comes this mindset of us determining good versus evil and taking that place. So now we're, we're determining these things for our lives. And the problem is that we can't make those decisions rightly, right? We don't have all knowledge, so I can't, no matter how much we study or how much we learn, we're not going to be able to come up with the correct answer all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we'll never, we'll never have the full picture because, you know, God's outside of time and space. So he's the beginning and the end, the alpha and omega. And because we are not, you know, I can look and weigh all the pros and cons all day long and I'm never going to have even a fraction of the scope into the clarity of that final decision and what wisdom would tell you is the right thing to do. You know, so that's why we have to have faith and trust in him and listen to his leading. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, uh, I was going to, I'm glad you brought that because that uh, brings it right to Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six, um, five, six and seven. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Um, be not wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and turn away from evil. As a preacher once said, that's easy say or easy talking, hard living. Um, how do we actually put that rubber to the road? How do we trust in the Lord? You know, that's a very ethereal thing, you know, trusting and having faith and all of these things that come with Christianity. Um, but it has to do with um, a connection. And what I mean by that is we know subjectively that, um, or intuitively, that God has the power source and he has the understanding, the knowledge, the wisdom to guide our lives. We're here. How do we connect these two? Um, it's a lot like having an extension cord that's about two inches too short. So we know where the power outlet is. We have what it needs to plug into, but we can't access it. And that's where the gospel comes in. Um, so the gospel was designed to revert mankind back to the way God created it. Um, now, there's certain issues that we still have to deal with that won't be dealt with until the final day of judgment. Um, sin in our flesh and things like that. But... That was the picture that God made. He wanted us to be in a right relationship with him where we do not lean on our own understanding, but we trust in him. So connecting that extension cord is through Jesus, right? The fact that he came to this earth, God himself put on human flesh in the person of Jesus. He came and lived a perfect sinless life, and then he died on the cross as atonement for our sin. All those are churchy words that basically means he was a sacrifice in our place, just like if you were standing in a, in a courtroom and you were guilty beyond any shadow of a doubt and the judge says, you know, this is your fine and you can't pay it. There's no way to pay that penalty. Um, and a man walks in the courtroom and says, I'll pay his fine and he can go free. So that's what Jesus does for us. So we have the option of allowing him to pay that or trying to pay it ourselves. And that's rejecting or accepting the gospel, right? That's all it is. Putting your faith in Jesus, just like I'm putting my faith in this chair. It's going to keep me off the ground. And don't have any doubts about that. Jesus is going to do what he says he's going to do, right? So once we accept the gospel, repent of our sins, turn away from it, and then accept Christ as our Savior, that's when the 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 plug gets plugged into the wall, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Does that, is that, is it, does that make yeah. any sense? Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of brings to mind to the, uh, um, like the picture that I've seen of like the, you've got the gap, you know, you've got, uh, God and you've got us, and then you've kind of got the cross filling that gap. And that's like Jesus being that extension cord that connects us back with, you know, God's plan and, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that totally makes sense. So, um, if we're thinking about 
you know, guys, where, where, where does this, like you said earlier, where does this rubber hit the road for guy, us guys, you know, in Western society today, you know, how do we take this truth and actually apply it and kind of live it out action, actionably, if that's even a word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it, I think when the rubber meets the road is, is after that, that mindset shift takes place. That's what that, that repentance word means, turning from your sin, going in the different direction. Once that takes place, then we as men are able to do something that's really hard for us to do. That's relinquish. We're able to relinquish the decision-making and the um, kind of the alpha syndrome of our life uh, because we want to guide our life. We want to be the master of our own destiny kind of situation. And all of those are good traits to have within the proper framework. Um, And instead of placing my faith in myself to make those decisions, now I am, I am pushing that faith back to where it's supposed to be. Um, And that mindset shift is how that plug and we get the power from the outlet. Um, so I think as men, it's, it's extremely important for us to understand how that framework works in our life so that we can be better fathers, be better husbands, be better um, whatever it might be, leaders, teachers, however it works, um, CEOs, businessmen, whatever. Whenever we take ourselves and put ourselves in the proper framework, then everything else starts to make sense. Because mm-hmm. um, when we're constantly trying to, um, you know, forge our own path through this world that we were never supposed to be the ones clearing the trail. God, God clears the trail for our life. Might only be a foot at a time, but he's clearing and making a way for us um, throughout this whole thing. And uh, I think, I think understanding how detrimental our sin was in order for us to come to that right relationship with God is extremely important in that. Um, It's, easy, especially in our kind of our modern culture to say, well, you know, all sin is sin, you know, while that is true, it it diminishes what sin is in the eyes of a holy God. Um, Yeah. You almost have to have a caveat on that. All sin is sin and all sin is the darkest of the darkest evil of the evil, uh, you know, to, to actually put in the right perspective so that we don't diminish, you know, um, like telling, telling the little white lie we say, little white lie. Well, that makes it sound like cozy and acceptable and not that big of a deal. But, you know, in in God's economy, it's the same as going out and shooting somebody's brains out, you know, and we have to realize that what we do and how we carry ourselves, the sin that we partake in is 100% evil and 100% darkness. And that's why we have to have that mindset of repentance where we completely turn away and then we relinquish that sin to God because if we habitually live in a pattern of sin, it's we're just living in darkness. And I, I think, I don't, I don't even know where it is. I'm terrible chapter and verse, but there's a verse, I think maybe Luke or maybe Matthew, but um, it says something to the effect that the eye is the light of the soul and if uh, you let darkness in, then how dark is the darkness and stuff like that. And the opposite's true. You know, if you let the light come in, um, then how much is God going to live through you and Christ going to live through you? And you're going to be an overflow of light and beauty and, you know, turn people back to him. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And like what you're saying, you know, in God's economy, it is, you know, sin is all abhorrent to him. Um, Romans six twenty three for the wages of sin is death. 
Like it's not the wages of these sins are death or the wages of this is a slap on the wrist. It's any disobedience. If you view it like a chain, any break in the links, wherever it is, is a broken chain. Um, so it's all, all the same and all the same severity, um, so to speak. Um, so, and a lot of guys, I have a feeling, because I was this way for a while, You once you enter into a relationship with Jesus and you're kind of like, you know, what's next? How do I, How do I actually listen to the guiding of God? How do I tap into that power on a daily level? And I think that's something that, for me, clicked whenever I understood that it's through the Spirit and the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Um, and a lot of people just kind of glance over it as kind of the forgotten member of the Trinity. Um, but it's... It's the one that's with you. You know, Jesus Christ even said whenever he, you know, it's better for me to go so that the comforter can come because the comforter is present with all of you. It's not confined to a fleshly here and now. Um, and, uh, you know, First Corinthians 3.16 says it really well. It says, do you not know that you're the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? So this indwelling of the Holy Spirit allows God to interact with you on a... Um, almost an ethereal level, like we were talking about earlier. In this level, it's not necessarily physical, um, but to guide your steps. And when we allow that guiding, we basically just say, I'm going to take my hands off the steering wheel, figuratively. If you're driving, don't take your hands off the steering wheel. But you're figuratively saying, I'm taking the the hands off the steering wheel of my life and allowing this Holy Spirit to direct where I'm going to turn the wheel. Um, God's not going to just turn you into a robot that does his will. And I think that's something for us to understand too, is you're not going to be perfect. No one's perfect. Jesus was the only perfect human. Um, so we will fail. We will fall short. We will have sin that is still present. Um, and it's the Holy Spirit's job to bring that to us and then allow us to deal with it one way or another. And uh, just know that throughout this time of sanctification, which is what that is. It's being molded into the image of Jesus, the potter with the clay type mentality. It's not going to be fun, but it's so beneficial because the end result is perfection. Not on this side, but one day, whenever this, um, whenever I leave this tent, as Paul talks about in, um, in his epistles, when I leave this tent and I go to dwell with God, I get a new perfected body. I'm glorified. That's the final stage of salvation um, where I am made into the image of Jesus. Um, and that's only done through walking in faith with him and salvation. And it's such a beautiful culmination that we get to be a part of this reconciliation where God writes the wrong that we have done and places it back into its original order. And that's the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, that's strong, man. And, um, you know, kind of thinking about that, um, you know, where, where does it meet where I live? You know, my takeaway and I think my, my action steps are, um, being just so much more. And I know, I know we use this word almost to death on, on the videos and everything, but being intentional, um, being intentional to, have the mindset of prioritizing the gospel and, you know, um, making sure I lead with repentance and making sure that I focus on abiding so that I can have that, um, that worldview that, you know, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And that needs to be my approach as well. Um, I, I, 
I personally struggle with evangelism. It's outside my comfort zone, but just because I struggle with it doesn't mean I'm not called to do it. So I think that's, that's a big takeaway and challenge for me is to, um, I know we say this a lot too, but, um, you know, mission over comfort Mm -hmm. and, uh, to keep that mindset and the worldview of the gospel and, um, you know, living in, in response to what Christ has done for us. Um, and then using that to actually extend love to the people around us, both saints and the lost. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's kind of my, my thoughts on that, but, uh, what, what do you think kind of sum total and then wrapping it up? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that just like you were saying, you know, it's, mission over comfort and um, bringing this and exposing this to people in a way that might make it click for certain people that have maybe the same mindset that I do about understanding these type of things to where it's like, that's how the practical aspect of this works. Understanding the whole framework instead of just hearing, well, Jesus loves you and he died for you. It's like, well, what does that even mean? Um, Trying to create that framework and you can do that in a a short conversation. This has been a longer conversation to kind of explain things, but Mm -hmm. you can do that in a very short, concise way of presenting the gospel to people and just like you were saying with mission over comfort, our, our military service members, they're not comfortable. They're going through rigorous training. They're in desolate parts of the earth, training, doing all these things, preparing for this battle. And when we look at that, um, that analogous relationship between us and them, um, we're not a militant force. That's not what I'm saying by any means, but we are soldiers for Christ. In, in and of that, we are training for a specific purpose in order to do the will of our commander. And our commander is Jesus Christ. And his command to us was to go, therefore, and make disciples. Um, so when we take that seriously and we, and we throw on that, that, uh, that burden of the cross so that we can carry it, um, his burden is like, or his burden is light and his yoke is easy. How I butchered that verse. Um, but when we do that, then we get to this understanding that this is why it's so valuable because people are dying every single day, mm-hmm. separated from the truth that can bring them into a restored relationship with their creator. Um, so when you share the faith with people, don't get, discouraged because they're not all going to just, Oh, that makes sense. It's time to believe. Um, so be persistent, um, persevere through those things and just make relationships to where you have the ability to have those conversations. That's good, man. That's good. Um, cool. I think, uh, I think that's all strong. Um, do you mind praying us out, man? Absolutely. Dear heavenly father, we thank you for this day that you've given us and Lord, it's my burden and it's my prayer today that you would show the gospel in such clarity to those that are listening um, that you would just be made so real in their life and that they would be able to see this and that the, the, it would just click into place in their mind so that they could understand why this is important, why this book that was written hundreds and thousands of years ago, Father, makes sense for us today in 2022. Lord, I pray that you would just bring that knowledge to them so that they can understand and realize the importance of knowing you on a deeper level. And Father, for the men that are listening to this, I pray that they would be soldiers for you, that they would take up that cross, and that they would carry it with the intention of seeking those who don't know you so that they might have eternal life through your Son. Lord, it's in his precious holy name that we pray. Amen. Amen. 
Brandon, thanks so much, man, for sharing that. Absolutely. And uh, as always, love having you on the videos. Um, and uh, guys, uh, don't forget to uh, check out some of the videos over here and over there. And go ahead and click subscribe down below so you don't miss any of our upcoming content. Uh, you're loved, you're sent. If you've got any questions about the gospel or anything, drop us an email, connect at wearefullpower.org. And you're loved and you're sent. God bless.